Hello and welcome to the Thought Loop Podcast. I'm your host, The Trip Keeper, and we're on our fifth episode. I probably should be on like maybe my 10th episode by now if I was going to keep track of what I was doing, the, the progress I was making, but it's been an over three week hiatus since my last episode. I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I've been busy with making videos and, you know, working ever since I created that last episode, um, work has been shit. It is, I've been working like two to three hours overtime every day. Usually I don't do any because I got off the overtime list, but we were understaffed. So we had to get forced and, um, I'm, I'm done with that shit because back when I first started at the post office, it was, it was like that every day, not three hours, but like two hours. I get three hours every here and there. And then Two, a year later into my postal career, I would start getting that much. And I'd be like that for a while. I'd just get a lot of overtime. And then once I became regular, uh, everything changed and it became easier. Still hard, but it became easier. And I got off the list. And uh, here we are getting time still. But most of the time I get a nice eight-hour day. But not recently. But I'm... Uh, I'm on vacation now. Uh, this is my second day of vacation, so hip hip hooray for me, right? I'm going to Boston and Salem on uh, in a couple days. We're leaving in a couple days. Uh, we're driving there. I'm driving, and uh, yeah, so that's gonna be kind of fun. Uh, we're gonna see uh, see the sites, the historical landmarks that Boston has to offer. Grab a beer with Samuel Adams, you know, whatever you want to do. It's going to be fun. I love history, so this is going to be like an, uh, this is going to be, this is going to give me a big boner, you know. I'm just going to have a raging boner going to this Boston, Boston the boner town. They call it Bean Town. Well, now it's going to be called Boner Town because I'm coming in here. Huh. That wasn't even supposed to be a pun either, but hey, look at that shit. I just made two in 10 seconds. So, um, any new listeners out there is probably like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? This guy, I'm about to stop this right now. And I don't, I wouldn't blame you for that. But I actually want to do an episode today where I would I would go on the Rolling Stones list of the 100 best guitarists. Because I've looked at it a couple times. I haven't really remembered the order, but I'd like to go over it in detail. And I'm sure, since I love since I love music so much, and I'm, I'm a guitarist myself, not a good one, but an okay one, a beginner, an advanced beginner, I'd say. Started playing last year in February, so a year and a couple months, advanced beginner. Uh, if I didn't work or do YouTube, I'd probably be a master right now, but, you know, I can only get so many hours in every night, you know. Uh, but yeah, we're we're going to go over the best guitars, and a disclaimer before I start this, um, I, I might not know every single guitarist in this list, so don't be mad at me if your favorite band... Uh, is on here and their guitarist, your favorite guitarist, and you're and I'm just like, I don't know who this guy is. Who the fuck is he? Go fuck himself. Don't 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 take any offense to it. It's because I, I haven't listened to them and uh yeah, so just disclaimer out there for it, just so you guys know. And also I wanna give a big shout out to the uh, to I wanna give a big shout out to I want to give a big shout out to the Golden State Warriors. I don't know if you guys like basketball or not, but they just won the championship last night, and uh, it was well deserved. Steph Curry won his Finals MVP, 
And he did a fantastic fucking job. Same with the, every other teammate on the team that played. And also I want to give a shout out to Draymond Green because even though he didn't play so well, he played good in this last game. And he also does a podcast every night. So this man is playing basketball, working his ass off, and he's coming back when he's in the hotel or at home, wherever, if they're on the road. Uh, he's doing the podcast at night after he just played a fucking three-hour game of basketball. Like, that that's taxing on your body. Well, it's 48 minutes, but like the total process takes about two and a half, three hours with the commercials and timeouts and stuff, you know, halftime. So big shout out to him. And he predicted he was going to win the finals, that they were going to win the finals this year. So no one believed him. I thought it was I thought it was true. My prediction before the playoffs started, I picked them. It was them versus the Bucks, and I picked the Warriors to win. But the Bucks lost in the second round. But hey, I still got the West right. So fuck off, bitches. Um, anyways. So yeah, I'm very impressed with what he can do with the podcast and playing basketball. Like that's that's tough because I know how tough it is to do this podcast when I'm doing YouTube videos, um, working my ass off at the post office, full time job, and playing guitar, and a newfound love for uh, you know TV shows. I I love. I like TV shows. I just never really get into them too much because I don't have time. But now I'm finding the time. I just started watching The Sopranos. Oh my god. No wonder it has a 9.2 out of 10 on IMDb. It is a fucking good show. If you haven't seen The Sopranos, go watch it. I'm on the last episode of the first season right now. And after this podcast, I'm going to finish watching it and see how it is. Because it so far... It, Every episode has been fantastic. There, I think there was one episode where I was like, eh, okay, this one's not the best, but it's still really good, you know. But every other episode is perfect. So I recommend watching that. And Stranger Things, I've been watching for, what, four years now? Uh, that's a great show. I'm excited for Volume 2 to come out. I'll give my review when, it, when it's finally done. I don't want to give anything away, but that is... Season 4 has been the best season so far. Season 1 was my favorite before this. Um, now it's number 2. It goes season 4, season 1, season... Uh, season 3 and season 2 are a toss-up. They're like... They're still good seasons, but they're not great. You know, they're not like mind-blowing. I don't really... I had to watch uh, Dead Meat's Kill Count today. He just uploaded one. James A. Janice, if you guys watch that. Uh, he uploaded Stranger Things Season 3 Kill Count, and it was almost an hour long. And I was watching that just to catch up, because I remember watching Season 3, and it was like a blur in my mind, because they fucking threw it out in the summertime, and they threw it all at once. This is what I like about the binge... Uh, I don't like about the binge-watching. Penguin Zero, Moist Critical, he was talking about this. I started thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of hate binge shows, where you just put every episode on at once, and you have to sit and watch it, like... Release it one episode at a time or a couple episodes at a time. But I like what they're doing now. They gave us seven episodes and given us two more, which is going to be like three and a half hours long total for two episodes. So that's going to be nice. So at least they have us waiting and making it more interesting. You know, we're still talking about it. I'm super interested. I want to know what happens. So, yeah. All right. That's all I wanted to say before we started this. I just want to get that out. All right. 100 greatest guitarists of all time. Um... This isn't according to me. This is according to Rolling Stone. And uh, number 100 is Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. Uh, it says from their hit-making era. Yes, uh, this 
before Fleetwood Mac became popular, they were very bluesy. Peter Green was the head guitarist. I don't. I think he founded the band, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe one of the co-founders of the band, but he was an incredible guitarist. I don't. I wish that band got popular, but you know, there's so many blues bands out there. I probably just like they couldn't fit every single one. I think once they switched to to what they created later on with dreams and go your own way that's like more commercially acceptable don't get me wrong those are great songs but i'm a blues guy so fleetwood mac and the blues time you got me that i wish they would have continued with that but there's just something about like the late 70s early 80s 80s you know it just loses my appeal in rock and roll like late 60s early 70s is where you got me at like that is the perfect time for music for me that is my favorite time that is mostly what i listen to for anything including country and you know yeah i think i only listen to country hard rock and blues really from that time uh that's my main genres i listen to a lot of other stuff but if you if you want to if you're asking me what i listen to mostly it's blues hard rock and country and and heavy metal from that time too uh Number 99 is Thurston Moore. The Sonic Youth leader emerged as indie rock's premier guitar radical, mixing strange drone tunings, jamming screwdrivers or drumsticks under his strings, and blasting out feedback swirled punk jams. Um, I think I might have listened to a couple Sonic Youth songs, but I'm not really familiar with their music, so sorry if you're a Thurston Moore fan. Um, but hey, he got credit. Number, number 99, that's pretty good. Alex Lifeson... Um, Oh yes, Rush. Um, I don't want to shit on Rush because I know they have a good fan base. Uh, I think they're they're good for what they have. You know, I'm not I'm not like a big fan on them. There's uh, something about Getty Lee's voice. Just hearing it, it's just I don't know. It bothers me. I think it's genetic too because everyone in my family hates it. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry if you guys like Rush. I just shit on Rush. I'm sorry, but I just I, I can't get into him because the voice is just is not good to me. I'm sorry. Steve Jones, the Sex Pistol. Here's another band I barely listen to because uh, punk. You know, punk is good, I guess, but it's just it's not my style for real. I I know punk is. It, I like now. All right, there's a band called Sir Lord Baltimore from the early '70s. That's fucking proto-punk right there. I like that kind of shit. If you haven't listened to Sir Lord Baltimore, go listen to them. Their debut album it is fucking incredible. That, that's that's the kind of punk I like. I li no, don't get me wrong. I like punk. I like the Sex Pistols from what I listen to the you know the Ramones and stuff. Fucking what uh Misfits. I love the Misfits, but I don't know. I don't want to consider them punk. That's like fucking. That's their own genre of music. It's something I never even heard of before. But Danzig is great. Um, Glenn, Dan Glenn Danzig. Uh, yeah, so sorry if I don't know Steve Jones. I'm not going to know. I'm probably going to know like 20 guitarists down here. Maybe No, more than that. Because next is Bruce Springsteen. Everybody loves Bruce Springsteen except for me. I have a couple songs of him that I like, but I don't know. He just, he reminds me of my high school and my, my schools growing up. And I just don't like that time period. And it, it just reminds me of that. So that's why I don't like... <laughs> That's why I don't like him. I'm sorry, but yeah, I, he's not my type. That sounded like something. That sounded like romantic. Yeah, he's not my type. Sorry. Oh, Roger McGuinn. 
Is it Ma Roger McGinn or Roger McGuinn? Yes, the birds. Oh man, this guy is super underrated. He is a great guitarist. Um, I I simply love all the birds songs. They're like they're the most psychedelic band you'll hear out there. I remember when I was in high school and it was like four twenty. Maybe it wasn't four twenty. We were just smoking before school, and my friend at the time. I was playing Mr. Tambourine Man for him. I know it's a Bob Dylan original song. That Birds fucking did like every single Bob Dylan song. And he's like, yeah, I, I played it for him. And he's like, dude, I fucking, I'm tripping balls right now. <laughs> and he was only smoking, but like the song was making him trip because it was so trippy. It was either Mr. Tambourine Man or what's the other song by them? I can't remember it right now. Uh, God. I like their country album with uh, Graham Parsons. That's my favorite. Sweetheart of the Rodeo. I love all those songs on that album. That is just... When they did that, I know that the the Grand Ole Opry, they were pretty pissed about that shit or whatever country thing because they, they didn't want hippies to be in the country, you know, in the country setting right over there because they, they just thought they were wrong for it, you know. But they did a great job with that album. If you guys like country... Go listen to Sweetheart of the Rodeo because that is some of the best country music and pedal steel music you'll ever hear in your fucking life. It is great. Uh, let's see, where is it at? Oh, Turn, Turn, Turn. Maybe it was that. Yeah, that was that was the first song I ever listened to by the Birds and that was like, man, I was like 14 years old. So I've been listening to them for a long time. There, there's not one bad song by them. Uh, the most underrated song by them is probably Nashville West. It's on Fifth Dimension from 1966. Or is it from this album? I can't remember. Um, is it even on here? Maybe it's not on that album. Um, which one is it on? Oh God, I'm sorry guys. Sweetheart of the Rodeo. Well, it's on some album. Oh, Dr. Birds and Mr. Hyde. I have a couple, couple of these albums on vinyl. I should listen to him more. But yeah, Nashville West is on there. Listen to this. Oh yeah. They still got those country roots. I just love that guitar. Alright, I wanna get copyright. Yeah, so alright, maybe I should go scroll through these faster because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna take forever if I go through every single one and talk about every single one. REM's guitarist at 94, Peter Buck. All right, I know a couple REM songs. <laughs> Paul Simon at 93. I mean, he's not really known for his guitar work. You know, he's known for his songwriting and his his voice. You know, he's a great vocalist, great musician. So glad he's on here, I guess. Some good songs. Now, people who like metal will be mad about this next one. Uh, 92, uh, Dimebag Daryl. I... I really want to get into this guy. I know he's really good. I respect him. I, I'm not saying anything bad about his guitar. But uh, Pantera is is not my kind of metal music. My kind of metal music is like proto-metal, like Pentagram, Black Sabbath. Uh, there's a bunch of other bands out there from the 70s, 60s, 70s that are like really heavy. Heavier than any 80s metal band ever was. And only heavy metal bands from them, like actually heavy, weren't popular. So like Metallica, that's not heavy. That's not heavy metal. None of that shit's heavy. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think the riffs are too heavy. Like what I, what I consider heavy is Into the Void by Black Sabbath. That's 
that's a heavy riffing right there. That's considered heavy to me. Even blues songs are heavier than some of these heavy, heavy metal songs. Like, you gotta, there, it, it's not, there's, there should be a different word for it. Like, it's, it shouldn't be called heavy for these songs that seem heavy, but yeah. Dave Davies from The Kinks. Oh man, I really like The Kinks. The Kinks were like the fucking Beatles before the Beatles, or are they after the Beatles? I'm not sure. It was they were pretty close together though. But they were when they came on the scene, man. With uh, "You Really Got Me" and shit. What's the other one? Uh, there's another one. Uh, yeah, I can't remember it right now. Of course, every time, oh, all day and all the night. All those songs are. That was some heavy shit when that came out. Everyone was just like, what the fuck? But yeah, I, I really like the Kinks. I have a lot of their albums. Um, they're really great musicians in that band. Uh, so yeah, good at being 91, I guess. He's uh probably deserves to be higher, but there's probably so many guitarists on here that deserve to be higher or lower, you know. Uh, 90 is Tom Verlaine. Oh, he's on uh, the band Television. I haven't listened to any of these. Oh, Marquee Moon, I've heard that song, but that's about it. I don't really have much to say about them. Bonnie Raitt, um, yes. Oh, her dad was Broadway star John Raitt, but Bonnie's artistic parents were blues giants like Holland Wolf and Mississippi Fred McDowell. Oh, man, I love Holland Wolf. He is, he is probably my favorite, like, after Delta Blues musician, like, blues wise like 50s 60s holland wolf oh, man he had a stunning voice it was just a harmonica bro oh my god he was such a great musician one of my, he's probably my favorite honestly he he could beat robert johnson for me there's so many good blues artists out there though you can't really compare them because they all started all of rock and roll like if it wasn't for them there'd be no fucking rock and roll and that's that's what you got to understand when you play music and you play guitar you gotta be like this is where it came from so yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't even have any other music nowadays you wouldn't even have dubstep without it that's how crazy it is because one thing leads to another and bada bing bada boom you're already there uh yeah bonnie Raitt. i haven't really listened to any of her music i don't think i can't even think of like the key tracks right here it says run away and something to talk about i don't even know never listen to those but uh yeah so good for her for being on there 89 uh 88 carl perkins all right um it's pretty good i guess you know blue blue suede shoes glad all over yes bada bing bada boom uh yeah i'd say he's pretty good you know i'm not too familiar with all of his music but from what I've heard, it's good. You know, there's there's some artists where you could just listen to their music and it's just like, all right, this guy's good. But, you know, it's it, 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 that's easy to come by when you're back then, like in the, what, 40s, 50s, 60s, even before that, 30s, 20s. I love all that kind of music. It was all good. There's not one bad song from that time. Now you go in this modern time and it's all shit. Except for the bands that aren't well known. That's where you'll find the good music. But the popular music, like Imagine Dragons, like don't even get me started on that fucking band. That band sucks. If you like them, I apologize for offending you, but it's good lord. It is just pop. Pop written off as rock. I don't even know what the fuck it is. It's just, it's not. Now, I'm not going to lie. I did like Radioactive when it came out, but that was when they first came out. Now, you know, whatever music they come out, it's just, it seems like whatever music they want to create is just like, 
is just going to be used for some movie or some commercial. They don't use it. They don't make music from the heart. They just make it to be commercially commercially successful. That's what I see in them. That's why I don't like them. And their music is just average, too. Anyone can do that shit. Um, 87, James Hetfield from Metallica. I mean, what more do you have to say about Metallica than them being a great fucking band? I mean, love them or hate them, they're very influential to a lot of, a lot of bands. And they were influenced by a lot of other shit, too. So, uh, yes, the... He was a good vocalist too. I really liked his voice. I liked his how he's like, that's not how he goes, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Exit Internet. All right, I'm done with that shit. Yeah, James Hetfield, 87. I guess, you know. Well, Kirk Hammett was the fucking guitarist for that band, wasn't he? I can't. I know a couple members in that band. I think I can name some of them, but yeah, that's. Um, I think he was the main guitarist. So I can't remember. Uh, yeah, he was. So, but, all right. I'll just have to look later. He's probably in in the list higher. Uh, eighty six. Um, Jay Mascus is it Jay Mascus or Jay Massis? Um, I've never heard of this guy before, but he's got a sweet looking guitar. Um, okay, and it says he contained multitudes of Black Sabbath savagery, melodic Neil Young soul, punk rock, punk rock pig slop. Um, okay, all right, I'll have to listen to him then, I don't know who that guy is. 85, Andy Summers, The Police, um, yeah, they got... I mean, everybody knows the song, Every Breath You Take, everyone knows that fucking song, that, it's a classic... Uh, it can get annoying after a while, but hey, I don't listen to the radio anymore. I have Spotify. I'll pick my own music, but if I'm ever in the car with somebody and they got the radio on and every breath you take is on, I'm not changing it, okay? It's it's a classic fucking song, so good job for him. 84, Joe Perry of Aerosmith. Aerosmith, they've got some great songs. Um, they just They were just very immature. You know, they were like... I think they were wannabe Led Zeppelin. They were just, they weren't mature enough to be, you know, but not not taken away from their talent. You know, they were great. Steven Tyler was a great vocalist. Um, I just knew he was an asshole though. So uh, I don't really like assholes. So sorry. Uh, they just seemed like they were, they had huge egos and stuff. That's, that's the reason why I don't like listening to Aerosmith, just because of their personalities. But they, they did create some good songs. I got to give them that. Good for them. Eddie Hazel. Oh, man. Funkadelic, dude. Maggot Brain. Man, that's a 10-minute song of just like, what the fuck is going on? If you guys don't haven't listened to Funkadelic, go listen to them right now. They are fucking amazing. This guy did a great job. Um, he, is, he is just stunning on that song. That's all I have to say about him. Nels Klein. Um, let's see who this guy is. I don't know who this is. He looks like he knows what he's doing, playing the guitar. Um, I can't really... Sorry if I, if I don't know who this guy is. Like I said before, a, a disclaimer, I'm not going to know every single guitarist. I just, I'm going to say what I say about it. So, But it says he's tackled everything from gothic country rock with the Geraldine Fibbers to a full remake of John Coltrane's late improvisation late improv improvisational masterwork interstellar space all right 
He's best known, of course, as Wilco's gangly guitar hero. Lurching into extended seizures. All right, well, good for him, I guess. I don't know who it is, but he's at 82. Lou Reed. Oh, man, Velvet Underground. I was big into them like one to two years ago. I haven't listened to them in a while, though. I should, after this list, I should go listen to them because they're, I loved all their music. That's fucking, I got, I think I have, I think I just have the one album by them. I can't, I can't remember the name of it right now. What the fuck is it called? It's not the banana one. It's the other one. Um, that's why I need to listen to more because it's been, it's been a while. I actually listened to a song by them like, a week ago and i was like oh yeah i remember listening to this i should do it again why is it not loading motherfucker well it's the one album that's like red oh okay it's loading now oh loaded yes that's what it's called yeah great tracks on that album oh my god let's see here uh who loves the sun sweet jane rock and roll yes all these songs they're fucking good oh sweet nothing oh sweet nothing man i gotta listen to that that is a great song. Oh my god. I think I might add that to my Beautiful Tunes playlist. It's been a while since I listened to that. Oh man, it's a fucking great song. Yeah, Lou Reed at 81. Alright, whatever. I mean, it should be an honor just to be on this list, you know. 80, Buddy Holly. The day that rock and roll fucking died. Uh, can't say I've listened to any Buddy Holly because I haven't. But I can say that though, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I probably I've listened to a couple songs of him, but it's just nothing really caught my eye. Like I said, back in the fifties, forties, sixties, you know, all that music was good. You know, you can't really complain about any of it. And that wasn't a joke. That wasn't a pun. I'm not even gonna repeat it because that was kind of mean if I repeat it. But if you heard it, you guys know what I'm talking about. Mike Campbell, Tom Petty's lead guitarist for more than forty years. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. All right, he's he's pretty good. So yeah. My friend's obsessed with Tom Petty, so oh, so I'll just say it for him. Oh my God, it was great. This is a fucking... He should be a lot higher. He should be number one. Oh, here we go. Number 78, John Fahey. Is it Fahey or Fahey? Fahey. Fuck you. Um, gotta see how I pronounce that shit because I always call him John Fahey. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, though. Uh, man, if you guys haven't listened to any of John Fahey, he is... A wonderful guitarist I know they at least they have him on here because you know usually no one ever talks about him because he's not he's not too popular you know um, but on the banks of the Awachita Awichita whatever it's called that is that's also my beautiful tunes playlist that is some of the most beautiful guitar slide guitar work i've ever heard in my life if you guys seriously like listen to his songs there are he doesn't do any singing at least the ones i've heard i don't think he does though but like because every single song is just the only thing i've heard so far from him using his mouth is shushing up his dog and poor boy poor boy that's a really good song by him there's a lot of poor boys i think it's uh it's from um What's his fucking name? Another blues artist. He did Parchman Farm. Is it? It's not Sonny Boy Williamson. It's, it's another one. He, the guy who does Fixing to Die Blues. I can't remember his fucking name right now. But that I think that was the cover of his song. He did Poor Boy. Oh, she ain't got a poor boy. John Fahey. John Fahey. So I was off by both both of them. I gotta find out who the fuck that is. The blues artist. Why can't I remember it? It's not Howlin' Wolf. 
He did a cover. Like I said, there's so many covers of this song. Um, yeah, John Fahey shows up. Fahey. What, what was it? I can't remember it now. John Fahey. John Fahey. Replace that H with a T and you got John Fatty. And then you... <laughs> I don't think he was too fat though. John Fatty. I call him John Fatty from now on. Where the fuck is it? This should be it should be way at the top. Dude. Dude, there are so many poor boy songs. Oh my god, look at that shit. Everyone it seems like everyone has a poor boy song. Alright, I gotta I'll search up fixing a die blues because that's um I know it'll come up for that. Did they take him off a of spot? Oh, here we go. Bucka White. That's who it is. All right. Yeah, he did. Poor boy. Uh, I like. I really like his. Every song called Poor Boy is really good. Like, there's so many songs. I. They're all. They're all great. Let me see if I can play it here a little bit. Poor boy, long way from home. I think that's. Uh, that's the one that John Fahey did. Oh, well, I'm not going to find it right now. i got to move on. John Fahey at number 78. Willie Nelson, number 77. Can't go wrong with Willie Nelson's song. He is a great, great, so great songwriter, great musician, you know, good guitarist. Don't have much to say about him, though, because he's just country music. There's not really, like, a country musician, unless you're talking about Glenn Campbell or uh, what's his fucking face? I can't See, I can't remember these people. Uh, there's another one. Gary Clark? No, it's not Gary Clark. Is it Gary Clark? I can't remember his fucking name. Maybe he'll be in the list. Um, no, it's not Gary Clark. Another guitarist. I can't remember his name, but he's like a guitar wizard. So, yeah. Willie Nelson, number 77. Good for him. Robbie Krieger, The Doors. All right, so I said I wouldn't know every guitarist, but I've like I've only not known like four of them so far. So <laughs> Maybe I lied. Um the Doors, the Doors were my favorite band, probably in early high school years, and I listen to them still, not as much as I was before, because that was like, I was obsessed with them, I was obsessed with Jim Morrison, man, if you guys haven't listened to The Doors, go listen to them, they're fucking incredible, Robbie Krieger had some really good riffs, he, he was very subtle with his work, it was nothing too stellar, but it worked out, you know, he was... He was, uh, oh, it says right here, not having a rhythm player also made me play differently to fill out the sound. Excuse me. I always felt like three players simultaneously. Yeah, he kind of felt like that because they, um, you know, they got Ray Manzarek on the organ. So, like, you know, John Densmore on the drums. So, yeah, he was playing. He didn't have a bass player. So, uh, yeah, Imagine that. You wouldn't even know. Listen, because every every band has a bass player, you know, except for the Doors. Doors like, fuck you guys. I don't want one. All right. Number 75, Joni Mitchell. She got very, uh, what she did a couple months ago was very controversial. So um, whatever you stand on that, that's none of my business. That's none of your business how I feel about it. But can't take away from what she has done in the music industry. She is a wonderful musician. I am not the biggest fan of hers. You know, she's got a very interesting way of singing, but I know that she is good. I've there's one night where I listened to her before going to sleep, and I kind of felt like I was dreaming on a cloud. So uh, I guess that's the biggest compliment I'll give her, because that's because that, I don't listen to her. You know, it's not 
it's not something I go and put on, you know, but uh, she was fantastic. Dick Dale, Miserlou. Oh, man. You, when, you, when you see Pulp Fiction, this guy comes up, motherfucker. This guy was just like, he was, uh, that song was something else, bro. I, I loved that song when I was younger. That was fucking great. It said, pioneered the sound of surf rock. Oh, them and the tornadoes, dude. Fucking great. Great, great guitar. 74, all right. 73, Kurt Cobain. Yeah, he wasn't really known for guitar playing. You know, had some good riffs, but, um, you know, he, he was more about his singing and who am I kidding? I don't fucking really listen to Nirvana. I know a couple songs by them. I tried getting into them like five different times and every time like, eh, you know, so I'm sorry if I don't, if I am not into Nirvana, like probably a lot of you are, I'm sorry, but it's just grunge. I prefer Alice in Chains. I, I, because their songs are actually like, I don't know, they, they, they spoke more to me, you know? Um, not that these don't, it's just I never got into Nirvana, really, so maybe I'll give them a six try, maybe this will be six times a charm, you know, but Alice in Chains, I think, is a better band than them, so don't at me. John Frusciante, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and if you guys like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'm sorry, because I can't stand that band. <laughs> I really hate this band so much. Now, I'm not gonna say their music is bad, I just don't like their style or anything, so I'm sorry. I know that uh the drummer looks like will ferrell i know that the guy who plays the bass doesn't wear a shirt and he does a slapstick really hard but um can't deny what they've done for rock and roll you know they at least they kept it going on i'm not gonna say i'm i'm not gonna shit on these bands because everyone has their own you know likes and dislikes you know i'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on someone for liking this band because i don't like it that's good for you that you like it that's fine with me you know i'm not gonna shit on you for it though if you like them that's great you don't like the bands i like either you're probably all the people i'm talking good about on here you're like i don't like this shit that's good for you it doesn't matter to me but that's just my personal opinion i don't like the red hot chili peppers i never liked them maybe californication was the only one that i liked but that's about it Robert Johnson in 71 is a crime because he, without him, there would be no fucking rock and roll, dude. This guy was a fucking beast. I have a painting of him in my living room. I have all of his CDs. I have a couple vinyls. I've been listening to him ever since I was like 14, 15 years old, and I'm 22 now, almost 23. So yeah, uh, this guy was a fucking beast. Um, I recorded his great-grandson. It's either his great-grandson or his grandson at the college I was going to for my sound class. I forgot what it was. It was some class, some tech class. And the guy was singing. His name was Tyrone. I don't remember his last name, but his name was Tyrone. And he was doing Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. And um, I was when he was singing, he had a really, like, bluesy voice and i was like thinking to myself like man this guy sounds a lot like robert johnson so i i went up to the teacher i'm like does he do any robert johnson music does he know him and he and then the teacher's like why don't you ask him because they were like best friends or something and uh i go up to him like hey uh do you know robert johnson and he's like yep yep that's that's my great that's my great granddad or that's my granddad it was either great or great uh great or just regular granddad I was, when that happened, I called like all my friends after I left the class. I'm like, dude, I just recorded Robert Johnson's great grandson or whatever. And I was, 
I still talk about it to this day because um, Robert Johnson, he's in my top 10 musicians of all time. So um, yeah, that was a big moment for me. It wasn't big for anyone else in that class because no one gave a shit, but I, I, it was one of the best days of my life for me. And I think he does local gigs and stuff. I should see him again because he was really good. Uh, yeah, so it runs with the family, I guess, right? But yeah, that was a big... All of his songs are fucking amazing, Robert Johnson. Like, they, they all sound pretty much the same, but at least the same is good. But there's some differences to every single song that makes it, like, enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, but it... it there would be no rock and roll without this guy. Jack White. Yes, Jack White. You know, he was a good guitarist. I don't listen to Seven Nation Army. Or, uh, I mean, I listen to that. I don't listen to uh, the White Stripes. So, I'm sorry. I can't really talk about him in a good way or a bad way or anything. I just have no opinion on him. I just know he's good. So, yeah, number 70. Number 69, Richard Thompson. Oh, and Fairport Convention. Okay, Fairport Convention is pretty good. You know, I like Who Knows Where the Time Goes. That is that is one of my favorite songs of all time. It is so beautiful. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it right now. It is amazing. So, uh, yeah, so good for him for creating that song, I guess. John McLaughlin. John McLaughlin, John McLaughlin, John McLaughlin. 68. Um Let's see, I don't know. What the hell is he in? Um, doesn't really say what band he's in. Oh, Bitches Brew? Oh, no, that's the name of the album. He was invited to record with Miles Davis. There you go. All right, I don't know too much about him. T-Bone Walker. All right, yeah. The, this guy, another fucking blues guitarist that was really good. Um, not much more to say about him because all these blues artists were fucking incredible. He's number 67. 66, Leslie West. Wow, I'm actually surprised they put him on here. Uh, Mountain, oh my god, a very underrated band. Mountain was was great. They they got popular at Woodstock, I think. Um, yeah, they, they did. But Leslie West, man, his guitar riffs were fucking incredible, dude. His they were they were pretty heavy too. That's I love heavy guitar riffs. Like it uh you know they have that one song mississippi queen everyone knows that song but the one other song i like by them is never in my life that is on the same album i think it's called climbing i have the album on vinyl oh that is such a really hard rock good song so if you guys want to really listen out some hard rock listen to that fucking song never in my life by mountain mountain and leslie west you know great i think he just died recently uh so yeah he was a little chubby I think he got called uh, fat upstage, but he's he said something like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, I may be fat, but I'm still fucking your bitch" or something. He said something like that. I don't know, <laughs> but it, it was funny. It was a good comeback to that guy because you shouldn't be calling anybody names like that. So, slash at number sixty-five. I'm surprised here. I'm not the biggest Guns N' Roses fan. I do like Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, and Paradise City, but I just. I don't like late rock, you know. I used to like it when I was a kid, but just like 1987, Appetite for distra for Distraction. <laughs> oh my God. Appetite for Destruction. I think that's what it's called. Appetite of Destruction or Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, that came out in like 87. So um, yeah, it's just something about late rock I don't like. Like anything in the 80s, that has to be like really good for me to like it. I just really like late 60s, early 70s, but... 
can't go wrong with Slash being a good guitarist, and he's very like everyone knows him by his hat and his long hair. Like he's he was a beast. So give credit to him. Dwayne Eddy. Oh God, I don't know who this is. I'm sorry. I may have seen this guy's name before, but I've never listened to anything by him. I probably listen to stuff by him, but I just haven't known it yet. So sorry if I'm not a Dwayne Eddy guy at number 64. Sorry in the comments. Oh, 63. Don't even get me started on this guy. Johnny fucking Winner. Oh, man. This guy is one of the best guitarists of all time. If you guys haven't listened to any Johnny Winner, you, you'd be astonished by what he does on the guitar. Like... I don't know how he's number 63. Probably because he's not popular, but it doesn't make sense. And his key tracks on here, I'm Yours and I'm Hers, Fast Life Rider, those aren't even his best songs. Dude, listen to Rock Me Baby. You'll you'll see why he's one of my favorite guitarists. He's in my top, I don't, top five, top 10. He's like, I definitely put him in my top 10. He is, he is one guitarist that got me into playing guitar. It's just so incredible what he does. Um, I can't really... There's not much more to say about him because, it, well, there is a lot more to say about him, but yeah, at 63, that's kind of like a very huge disrespect, especially because he died, you know. I mean, you can't really put someone higher because they died because everyone's going to die. So, but yeah, they people need to listen to guitar more. Um, I'm just glad he's on this list, I guess. And at 63, I mean, that's I guess that's a good spot for him because, you know, it's just... People aren't going to know who this guy is. You know, everyone knows the Ed Edgar Winter group, probably. But Johnny Winter, just listen to his debut album and everything else because it is fucking fantastic. Robert Fripp from King Crimson. 21st Century Schizoid, man. Oh, what a great fucking song. I... I'm not big on King Crimson. I'm really big on prog rock, though. There's a lot of prog rock bands out there that I love from the late 60s, early 70s. Um, very. I remember when I first heard this song on Guitar Hero when I was like five years old or six, whatever. I thought this song was like new. I thought it was from like modern times. But I, when I realized this came out in 1969, I was like, what the fuck? Like that, when you think of a song, like when you say, oh man, that song, that band was ahead of its time. That's that's the song I think of when I think ahead of its time. That fucking song right there. That is one of the most influential tracks ever. One of the most inspirational. One of the most fucking incredible. Not much more you can say about it. But you can. Why do I keep saying that? I don't know. But there's not much more you can say. <laughs> Alright, so he was at 62. Robert Fripp, good job. Uh, 61, Dickie Betts from the Allman Brothers. Oh, what a great guitar player. In memory of Elizabeth Reed, that is one of the best Southern rock guitar work songs ever. I, I put Allman Brothers at the top above Leonard, Leonard Skinner on uh, Southern rock bands because they, I just, I think uh, you can't go wrong with Ronnie Van, Zandt, Ronnie Van Zandt's voice, but the band together with the Allman Brothers and Greg Allman, he is one of my favorite vocalists of all time that band just worked together so well and some of their early shit was really heavy too but they it was mostly like i mean you it, it was so interesting their music and i ordered their vinyl on discogs it's like a vinyl website you can order shit from it's like an ebay for uh vinyl 
And when I ordered the debut album by them, I got weed inside of it. Now, they probably didn't know that there was weed inside of it, but when I opened it, there was fucking little weed in the crevice. And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't smoke it or anything. It's still in there. So if you guys want to see a picture of that, let me know. I'll, I'll post it. But yeah, Dickie Betts. Dickie Betts and Dwayne Allman, great for that band. You can't get any better than that. Ron Ashton about the the Stooges. Okay, I want to be your dog. Uh, that is a that is a very heavy riff right there. A heavy song. That is one of my favorite heavy songs out there. This is punk before punk. Yeah, one of those proto punk bands. Not not the biggest you know Stooges fan, but they did have some really good songs back then. So good for him for being number sixty. I still think Johnny Winter is probably better, but you know. Robbie Robbie Robertson from the band. Um, yeah, the band. Um, yes, the band was good, and I'm not talking about a band. I'm talking about the band, the band. They, them and Bob Dylan, they were working together a lot, and you know they're. There's a lot of good stuff to say about them. Every song by them is pretty decently okay, but there's some that stand out, you know? So uh, I think they did... I'm just checking how many minutes it's been so far so I know what I'm doing. Because I'm on 59, I'm 44 minutes in, so 45. Um, yeah, the band is good. Yes, the band. That's what they're called. Uh, Peter Green, okay. Well, at least they put him higher than... Uh, number 58, they put him higher than uh, Lindsey Buckingham. Not saying Lindsey Buckingham's bad or anything, but I'm just saying Peter Green started, off, started that shit off. Um, oh, it says... Uh, I didn't know this. Peter Green had the job of replacing Eric Clapton and John Mayall's Blues Breakers. That's a great band right there. Motherfucker. John Mayall, Eric Clapton, dude. Great, great songs on there. But Peter Green, yeah, he was... He was a great guitarist. I was already talking about him earlier, so I'm not going to say much more since I got to like go through this shit. Oh, man. Every time I want to hurry through something, I just get a great guitarist here. Number 57, Rory Gallagher. Dude. This guy has to be the most underrated guitarist in the fucking world. Even more underrated than Johnny Winter. This guy, everything he did on the guitar was just sensational if you guys have listened to any Roy Gallagher go listen to him right now he sings too while he's doing it that is fucking hard to do it to sing while you're playing guitar uh he was in the band called taste oh man their songs were very fucking heavy uh what's going on catfish uh blister on the moon sugar mama all those fucking songs uh man what a great musician and then he did solo work after that which was even like you could say it was better i really like taste though there i love it when when great guitarists are in bands better than solo even though you know solo you're not really you're not solo you know you're still in a band but i just like the cohesion of a normal band that they have a name for but yeah his solo work is still really fucking good Everything about this guitarist is great. I'm actually, I was thinking about doing a video on him uh, for because I asked you guys if you wanted me to do uh, videos on drug overdoses or drugs and celebrities. And because he, he died by paracetamol, and it was just really sad because he was a heavy drinker. And you died in a terrible way. You don't want to die by Tylenol. That's just a terrible way to die. Um, but yeah, he. Great guitarist, great guitarist. Albert Collins, um, oh God, 
Why don't I know this guy? I'm sorry, I don't know Albert Collins. Oh, God. But it says Jimi Hendrix, uh... Oh, wait. Um... Okay, so Jimi Hendrix liked him. All right, well, I'm going to have to listen to him then. John Lennon, number 55. I mean, was he such a great guitarist that he has to be above Johnny Winter and Rory Gallagher? I don't think so. I think he was a good guitarist. George Harrison was better. Uh, I think I think they only have him at 55 because he was in the Beatles. Same with Kurt Cobain being at whatever number it was. They just put him in there because he was from Nirvana. John Lennon, he's a great musician on his own. I don't think he's a better guitarist than these people, though, but hey, good for him. Joe Walsh, Cleveland boy. Oh, man, James Gang. What a great fucking band. They're the best Cleveland band that came from Cleveland. <laughs> I love Joe Walsh. His guitar, he does a really good job on guitar, too. Like I, When I try to learn songs, I look at the tab, and it just says advanced or something. I'm like, oh, God. And that's literally like all of his songs. There's not really easy songs to learn from him. But yeah, when he was in the James Gang, that was my favorite time with Joe Walsh. Even his solo work was still really good. Love Joe Walsh, and he just he gets more points for me since he's a local boy. And he gave the Gibson. Uh, he let Jimmy Page have a Gibson. I think he, I don't know if he paid for it or not, but he gave it to him. Uh, so yeah, that's that's always an exciting story to listen to. Otis Rush, I know Otis Rush. Uh, can't go wrong with him. <laughs> Clarence White uh, oh he played on Sweetheart of the Rodeo well damn I don't even I never heard this guy before though that's weird hmm well if he was on that album he must be pretty fucking good so yeah good for him being at 52 Johnny Marr the Smiths guitarist you know I was into the Smiths before but um, not into them really anymore uh but they did have some good songs. Good for him. Load more. We're halfway there, guys. Halfway fucking there. I wonder if you guys are getting a, a music lesson from me. Ooh, major disrespect right here. Number 50, Richie Blackmore. That has to hurt. Oh, my God. You can't put him at 50. Deep Purple was one of the biggest bands of all time. It was Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin, and Black Sabbath. Those were the three bands of the early 70s. And you put him at 50? You gotta be shitting me right now. Can you even play his solos? No, you can't. Look at Child in Time. Look at that fucking solo. It's like three fucking minutes long. And it's filled with a bunch of shit that you, no one can do. So... Go fuck yourself. He's he should be, he should at least be top fifteen, seriously. And that's not even and he it, it doesn't make sense because this band was pretty popular. It's not like Johnny Winter or Rory Gallagher where they weren't really popular. Like Deep Purple was fucking popular. I get they probably just put him on here because he's an asshole, but um you know he makes up for it with his good music. Unlike Aerosmith, I just don't like them. <laughs> Muddy Waters, yes, Muddy Waters was a great musician. Well, there's a lot to say about him over here. All the, every other thing is like a paragraph or two, but this is like fucking, well, this is three paragraphs, but it's a lot longer. Yeah, Muddy Waters, you can't go wrong with him. You know, he had a great voice. I guess he was a great guitarist. Yeah, so. Oh, it says Muddy was there at the beginning in the Delta, actually sitting at the feet of Charlie Patton and Sun House. If you guys don't know who those people are, those are some of the the biggest people from the Delta Blues time. Uh, great musicians. Great fucking musicians. Charlie Patton, 
man, if you <laughs> look at his photo online and look how old it is, it's it's crazy that from from that time we turned that into rock and roll. Like that's just crazy to me. But yeah, Muddy Waters, he was great. Good for him. Johnny Greenwood, oh my God, this is for Radiohead. I know a lot of people are Radiohead fans. I, I've probably accidentally listened to them, but it's just, you know, not my type. Like I said, like I said, I'm not gonna shit any band because I haven't really listened to them. So I'm not gonna say I have any opinion on them. But I know that they are fucking good. I know that from what everyone says, I know that they're good. So I'm not going to disrespect anybody. But yeah, 48, Johnny Greenwood, good for him. Steven Stills at 47. Wow, I'm surprised at this. Um, uh, I I agree with this. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I just didn't think he'd be this high because I thought he was underrated and he was great. I mean, he should be higher, of course. But I'm shocked that he's at 47. Uh, good for him. Man, He yeah, if you guys haven't listened to any Steven Stills, like he's Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Crosby, Stills, Nash, you know, whichever one you want to go to. Buffalo Springfield. Uh, great. Great fucking musician right here. Great. Jerry Garcia, number 46. Not only was he a good guitar player, he was a good pedal steel player. Jesus Christ, was he fucking good. Oh my God. And Jerry Garcia is from Grateful Dead, if you guys don't know who I'm talking about. Um, probably one of the most weirdest bands of all time. Because they got like a, they got a cult following, like Insane Clown Posse, like they call them Juggalos. Like that, basically they were Juggalos before Juggalos, and, but they were, instead of meth and, uh, no, I'm not even going to talk about Juggalos. I'm sorry. I'm just seeing, I just watched interviews with juggalos at the uh whatever it's called what's it called the uh marching of the juggle something like, <laughs> i can't remember what it's fucking called I, i've always wanted to go but they were interviewing people and they were talking about meth a lot and uh, that's why i said that i didn't mean to like say that juggalo people are meth heads or anything i was just saying that like that just that's the first thing that popped in my mind so sorry if i offend anybody but that i'm just saying like from now, you know, back then, the Deadheads, they were LSD and stuff. So, you know, LSD and it just, yeah. So I'm not even going to continue with that because I'm not going to. So, yeah. Link Ray, this guy was a fucking beast. When Rumble came out, it, um, oh, it says it right here. They, it got banned from radio play for fear that it might incite gang violence, um, Yes, that if you guys know Rumble, you guys will know it if you hear it. Down, down, down. Bow, bow, bow. Yes, very. That song is very inspirational for me. Easy to learn too. So uh, one of the few songs I know fully. Great song. Mark Knopfler, Dire Straits. I know that they're good. I like the songs I listen to by them. By them, but um, not big on them. But good for him. Forty four. Mark Knopfler. Hubert Sumlin, great blues guitarist. Um, Holland Wolf. He's Holland Wolf's guitarist. Look at. 
the key tracks right here they say it right there tell you right there smokestack lightning spoonful killing floor what more do you need to say he was behind all that shit all those riffs classic fucking blues riffs what a great guitarist fucking awesome mike bloomfield oh yes uh he was in um there's an album called like super sessions or something it's one of my favorite albums of all time uh, i can't even remember the name of it but i think it's something like that it has uh mike bloomfield and Steven Stills and I can't remember the other person. Of course, when I need to talk about something I know, I don't know it. Uh, yeah, but uh, he was good. That's all I need to say. <laughs> he was good. Mick Ronson. Uh, okay, so he was uh, David Bowie's guitarist. Um, all right, good for him. Is he? Is that what it was? Oh, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just in a couple songs with them. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know who this guy is. I apologize. Mick Ronson at 41. Tom Morello at 40. Like I said, I'm not going to diss any band, but Rage Against the Machine is not my not my kind of music. So, But I know that he was really good with the guitar and everything, so good for him. Steve Cropper. Ozzy uh, is meowing right now. Um... Oh, Booker T and the MGs, yeah. Um, yeah, he's good. I can tell you that right now. The Edge from U2, U2's not my kind of thing. I'm just going to go faster now. Mick Taylor, um, Rolling Stones, pretty good. You know, good guitarist. Randy Rhodes, everybody knows Randy Rhodes. He was in Quiet Riot, then he became Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist when he was looking for one, and he unfortunately died at a very young age in a plane crash. Uh, but he was great. He was great. John Lee Hooker, another blues musician that was just like, I want to fuck you right in the ass. You know, one of those blues musicians. Uh, yeah. Great, great songs. Uh, Curtis Mayfield... All right, we'll put him at 34, I guess. He has a couple good songs. Uh, more than a couple, I'd say. But yeah, good for him being number 34. Prince, uh, nobody really talks about Prince being a good guitarist unless they're talking about how he should be higher and he's underrated. I think that's what everyone says about him. So maybe if everyone's saying that, then maybe he's not underrated. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you ever seen him play While My Guitar Gently Weeps um, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame... Dude, he goes fucking wild. That, that'll just show you how good of a guitarist he is. Billy Gibbons, yes, from ZZ Top. He is uh, Jimi Hendrix. I think he said he was one of his favorite guitarists of all time. Uh, so if Jimi Hendrix is saying you're the best, you're one of his favorite, then you're fucking good. Good for ZZ Top. I love a lot of ZZ Top songs. Ry Cooter, he was a very good slide guitarist. Um, oh, he was on, yeah, he was on Captain Beefheart. I remember that album, um, Safe as Milk. Yeah, one of my favorite albums of all time by Captain Beefheart. Did some good slide in there, did some good guitar work. Um, oh, he did Memo from Turner, too. No wonder that sounds so fucking good. Yeah, that slide is very memorable in that song. I don't know if Ozzy's going to come in here or not. I'm in the laundry room. This is where I record my videos. Elmore James, another blues musician. Uh, Dust My Broom, yeah, that's his most popular tune of all time. Uh, it's very, very inspirational. What a great musician he is. Scotty Moore, 
oh, okay, he was the guitarist for Elvis Presley. Can't go wrong with Elvis Presley, you know. Except the fucking movie they're making about him. Did you guys see that fucking ad for Elvis? They use like a pop song. Like, I'll, I'm not going to see it because of that. I know Dacker and Montgomery's going to be in it or something. I might see it for that. But other than that, though, dude, you do not put a modern pop song for an Elvis movie. You have to use Elvis songs. I know I saw an ad uh, yesterday on TV. I was watching the game for it. I don't know if it was for the game. It was for whatever. And they used Elvis songs, so good for that. But like, it was like it was like a Snapchat ad or Instagram ad. It you don't do that. Sorry, you don't do that. Johnny Ramona, twenty eight, father of punk rock, punk rock guitar. There you go. That's all you got to say about him. You know, he's he's incredible. Bo Diddley, Bo Diddley, at number twenty seven. It's the mother of riffs. Yes. Uh, Bo Diddley, he is one of my favorite musicians of all time. There's a video of him on stage. I forgot what... Oh, he's doing Hey Bo Diddley with uh, backup singers. And one of the backup singers is playing guitar. And his guitars were fucking incredible. It's like it's like shaped like a rhombus, kind of. But it's like not... I don't know. It's hard to explain. But yeah, his, you knew it was Bo Diddley when you heard the music because his sound that he had. He was, he was incredible. I love Bo Diddley. One of my favorite musicians of all time. Brian May from Queen. I mean, Queen is probably a top five band in people's eyes. Not in my eyes. But I still think they're really good. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, Brian May, he was he was a great guitarist. He was, um, it was kind of a mix of everything, you know. He, he wasn't really, didn't really set on one thing. You know, rock, of course, but there's other things involved in his guitar work. So yeah, good for him being 26. I'm kind of surprised that it, uh, I thought he would be higher than that since he was in Queen, you know, because, you know, being good band puts you higher, you know. Tony Iommi at number 25, my second most inspirational guitar player to let me play guitar. Uh, Black Sabbath, my second favorite band of all time. Sorry, I have an itch. Yeah, my second favorite band of all time. Everybody in that band, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, Bill Ward, uh, Geezer Butler, just it worked perfectly together they were fucking they were so inspirational to me uh that is that's what heavy metal is to me they it's hard rock but it's heavy fucking rock dude heavy rock heavy metal he was the king of riffs um like all their albums all now i don't like their later albums um but the beginning like the debut Paranoid, Master of Reality, and Volume 4, and some of Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Some of the best music of all time, in my opinion. But that's because I'm a, a classic rock kind of dude. Hard rock, heavy rock, heavy metal kind of dude. Um, if you guys ha don't know Black Sabbath, if you guys haven't listened to them, and if you're into metal, listen to them. I'm sure most of you have, because you can't be that uncultured. But uh, yeah, Tony Iommi... In my my opinion, he's a top ten guitarist. Not what he did wasn't like anything special because he chopped off his fingers, and a lot of you guys probably know that. But um, I don't want to get into de detail with that again because you've heard it so many times. But yeah, that's basically what created heavy metal, and uh, yeah. So uh, it's funny how he uh, he created heavy metal from a a, a metal workshop. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So. Nothing uh, crazy that he did, but all of his shit was just like, it was simple, but it was amazing. Angus Young, ACDC, I mean, 
every fucking dad out there has an ACDC CDCC. <laughs> what am I saying, dude? I think it's getting kind of late and I'm fucking freaking out. No, I'm not freaking out. I'm just getting tired. My arms are hurting from bending down here. So I'm trying to, that's why I'm trying to move faster. If you guys haven't noticed, I move pretty fast for this. But um, Angus Young, yeah, he classic. When ACDC came out, when when they first became pop, uh, when they first came out, I that's when I liked them the most with Bon Scott and everything. Because uh, that, that Brian Johnson guy, I don't know, he tries to imitate uh bon scott's voice and it's kind of it's like irritating to me i don't know i'm sorry to you later acdc fans but after he died i just i don't like any of the other music i mean it's good like thunderstruck and stuff but like it's not i was born in a man i don't like that like it's just not my i don't like that style i like bon scott's because it it sounded like that but it didn't sound forced you know so yeah but Angus Young, he's a great guitarist. Buddy Guy. Can't go wrong with fucking Buddy Guy. I don't have much to say about him because I don't listen to too much about him, but I just know he's fucking great. So yeah, Buddy Guy, number 23. Number 22 is Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa, I mean, Mothers of Invention, you know, solo work, everything. He he was a great guitarist. His music wasn't my style because it was like kind of weird and like not stupid but it's like it was like jokes you know i wasn't really into that i like like his song apostrophe if all of his songs were like that oh my god i wouldn't even know where he'd be on my list but like yeah that's one of my favorite guitar pieces of all time apostrophe that is just such a great song if he did more of that he would definitely be in my top 10 chet atkins uh country music again can't go wrong with this you know uh, and I don't have much to say about him because, um, like I said, I'm going to keep on going through. But yeah, good for him. Carlos Santana, number 20. When you think of Carlos Santana, you immediately think of good guitarists. So him being a 20 is probably good, you know? <laughs> yeah, he was great. When he went on, uh, he did Woodstock. Um, I think Jerry Garcia gave him acid. And uh, he he wasn't supposed to he didn't think he was going to perform after that but he did and he had, he did acid so he had to go up on stage on acid and it was like his first big show or something so that must have been fucking freaky playing in front of all those people but everyone else was on acid too so i guess it didn't really matter but <laughs> that's just a cool story for me all the time i hear it james burton from um wait a second he joined Ricky Nelson's band. Okay. Why don't I... Why can't I remember this? Who is this guy? Alright, well, uh... I'm sorry I don't know too much about James Burton, but from what I'm hearing on here, it looks like he's pretty good. I'll have to listen to him. Les Paul at number 18. I guess if you want to put him there, yeah, because he, uh... His guitars are fucking amazing compared to every other guitar I played. Like a Les Paul is the best, for sure. So I think you just have to put him here because because he's just he created really good guitars. Uh, but yeah, he he was very influential. Neil Young at number seventeen. I definitely agree with this. He was really good guitarist. I know he also was in controversy with Joe Rogan with Joni Mitchell, and it's just I don't try to get my 
myself involved with those things. I like Joe Rogan. I like Neil Young. And I'm kind of pissed they took his music off of Spotify. But you're not going to take away Joe Rogan from Spotify. So, like, <laughs> to keep Neil Young's music. I just listen to it on YouTube, I guess. So, I, I just... I like separating the art from the artist. Unless they did something, like, seriously bad. Like, you know, like, the R word or killed somebody or something. But, yeah. Other than that, though, over a stupid COVID, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck what anyone says? Just let them let them hash it out on their own let them go on the show that would be fun to fucking watch you know how good of an episode that would be if they both got on the show well i guess joe rogan's always on the show but like if they got neil young on the show oh that'd be a great episode go do that Derek trucks number 16 wow one of the most modern uh modern fucking guitarists out there yeah he's uh i I haven't really listened to Derek Trucks, but I just know he's like the best guitarist of this time. So <laughs> good for him at being number 16. Fredward King. No, it doesn't say Fredward. It says Freddie King. Freddie King. Uh, yes. Uh, this guy, he he was fun. This guy was a fun guy. Uh, he was he was pretty big too. It seems like like BB King. He was big. All these all these King guys, Albert King. They were all big people, but that didn't change the way they play guitar though like they it seems like resting it on their on their stomachs just made them better players i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh but yeah he was great freddie freddie king was great david gilmore at number 14 all you pink floyd fans might might be shitting your pants right now but yeah that's uh i think that's a really good spot for him uh pink floyd i mean one of the greatest rock bands of all time you can't go wrong his it's, they say to this day he's still holding uh, he's still bending the note so um, yeah he, he bends for a while he he can do I think they say he can do more with one note than you can do with the whole fucking fretboard so yeah that that just explains how good of a guitarist he was all those songs that they did were memorable like Roger Waters all those fucking people Albert King at number 13 I think Freddie King is better but Albert King is still really good and uh, yeah so number 13 Ooh, stevie ray vaughn at 12 this guy is like the white hendrix white jimmy hendrix to me he was i don't really listen to stevie ray vaughn but when i do i fucking listen i know he is just really great i'm surprised he's not higher than this he's he died at a at a young age as well on a plane it's sad to see that like seriously we gotta fix these planes bro gotta fix these planes uh yeah, he was a great guitarist. George Harrison at number 11. Okay, yeah, this makes sense. Even though he's in the Beatles, he's still a really great guitarist. He really good slide player too. I really like slide if you guys haven't noticed, but um yeah, he was he was probably the most talented Beatle in the group. Uh, you know, it's hard to say because they're they're also talented, but um Beatles weren't that big for me. I just don't really like the poppy sound that they had. It was too bubbly, you know, like I don't even know what I'm saying right now, but yeah, George Harrison, he was good. A really good guitarist. Pete Townshend at number 10. Townsend is it Townsend or Townshend? Um The Who The Who was like the first heavy band, I'd say. After the you know, the Kinks I'd said they were heavy the first, but like the Who was the first band from my knowledge at least to do like the crazy you know concert stuff that they would do like keith moon would explode his drums and shit uh pete townshend would go crazy on stage with his guitar 
Uh, Roger Daltrey, he would have his shirt open, you know, it'd be a sex symbol. And John Entwistle was just in the back there playing bass like a fucking beast. That The Who was just a great band. The, all their songs, not, okay, I'm not going to say all their songs because, you know, every band has a dud, but um, most of their songs are fucking incredible. Pete Townsend, yeah, he's a great guitarist. The only problem with him is that he was jealous of people. He was jealous of Led Zeppelin. He was jealous of all these good guitar players, and that's what puts him lower, I think. If he just shut up and didn't talk about other shit, like, he he could be higher, but, you know, 10 is, at, is pretty high, though, for sure. <laughs> he shouldn't be worried about those people, but, yeah. 9, Dwayne Allman. So, you have two guitars from the Allman Brothers in this list, and so that's pretty crazy. Uh, Dwayne Allman, he was... He was just incredible. Another inspiration for me to play guitar. One of the best Southern rock guitarists of all time. Him and Dickie Betts worked work together pretty fucking well. Um, yeah, he's, he's just great. Great fucking guitarist. Eddie Van Halen, number eight. I'm actually surprised he's number eight because uh, he's like any 80s band i know the late 70s that's when i really like van halen you know everything in the 80s like i said before is eh, you know to me but um this guy was just like innovative that's the best word i can give for it uh, eruption you're not gonna you that is like one of the best guitar was it solo instrumental solo instrumental it, i mean it's just an incredible piece of work uh, all all the songs on the first album, like you, it's just like one of those bands where they just sound original, you know, like Van Halen. I think they tried to, with their album work and their name, they kind of copied off a, of, you know, Led Zeppelin and stuff because they have a two words. Same with Def Leppard, like Def Leppard, Van Halen, Led Zeppelin, you know, all those bands. Uh, they they just like Led Zeppelin. They sounded really really innovative when they came out like very innovative and then van halen in 78 i think it was 78 77 78 when they had their first album come out oh man running with the devil ain't talking about love eruption man all those are on one album think about that that's that's how you know how good of a guitarist he is chuck berry this guy was the original rock and roll fucking king bro now like I said, blues before they started it, but this was Chuck Berry was like one of the first guys to ever like you know he was going crazy on stage. He was like a lesser, lesser. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Exacerbational. <laughs> Is that a word? No. Uh, he's the less powerful Pete Townshend, not guitar playing wise, but on stage presence. Like he started that all. I think Angus Young he did like a more. Ex oh, he did a more exacerbated exacerbated version of him on stage with that leg kick thing that he does you guys know what i'm talking about you guys know chuck berry uh being a number seven that's well deserved yeah number six bb king i mean what can you say about this guy you know he's it was great you know <laughs> oh my god this list is almost over wow it's been an hour and 14 minutes since i started this podcast so if you guys are still listening out there, be sure to give me a like if you're on YouTube. And if you're on Spotify, give me five stars because I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you all the people who are loyal and listening to this. Even though it's not getting that many views on YouTube compared to my normal videos, it, it's still it's still good. You know, I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, but BB King, I mean, yeah, like what I said, what, what more can you say about him? You know, 
just incredible. He was, he's the best king out of all the king guitarists. He's the best king. Jeff Beck at number five. Great spot for him. He was, he was one of the first hard rock guitarists like of that generation of the Beatles and the Kinks and stuff and Rolling Stones. He was doing shit you've never heard of on guitar. And then Jimi Hendrix came along, of course. But Jeff Beck, I mean, you think of a white Strat, you think of Jimi Hendrix, and you think of Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck is in my top five, I'd say. Top five, top ten for sure. He was, I love all of his work. It, and um, Beck's Bolero, if you guys haven't heard that song before, it's an instrumental. He labeled it as the first heavy metal song. And when, it, it starts off, you're like, all right, this isn't very heavy metal. But once it drops, when once Keith Moon plays the drums, like... It's one of those songs I'm gonna learn for on stage because um, it has a little slide part in the in the middle of the verse, the first verse. Um, but it's mostly like it's pretty easy to learn. But that's what's good about heavy metal back in the day. It was easy, it was simple, but it sounded incredible. But yeah, Jeff Beck, incredible. Keith Richards at number four. All right, Rolling Stones. I mean, what the? There's nothing you could say about the Rolling Stones that has already been said. Rolling Stones is a top three band of all time. Not my top three, but they are a top three band of all time. I it's it's the Beatles, uh, Rolling Stones, and Led Zeppelin. Those are the top three bands of all time. Led Zeppelin's my favorite. They're number one, but those other two, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, they're 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 up there like they were when they came out you were just like what the fuck like they were you think of screaming girls on tv watching performances you think of the rolling stones you also think of other bands too but you know they're they're one that comes to mind i do think brian jones was a really good guitarist too i think i don't know if he was better than um keith richards i think he might have been just a little bit sorry to say that guys but uh yeah keith richards you you can't disrespect this man. He's he's still alive to this day, somehow. Uh, when other people haven't died, I don't understand. But yeah, that that that's good enough to put him at number four, though, just for being alive. Um, now number three here is my favorite guitarist of all time, which m- led me to playing guitar. I know the most songs by them. M- favorite band of all time, Jimmy Fucking page this guy was a fucking beast everything he did on guitar was just incredible now there has been a lot of stealing going on but at least they stole it and made it great like have you heard days confused before they made it popular Uh, what's the guy's name that it was like something holmes or something jake holmes or something like you hear the song it's it's like dun, 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 dun. it's like the beginning and then the, uh, the whole beginning is the same kind of they change the lyrics and stuff but they add their own rock and roll to it but my favorite solo is in days confused solo like oh every time i listen to it i just i i never change it sometimes i always i just go back i go back to when jimmy page has the violin bow and he's going like it just sounds really cool and then and then it just goes like I think I already did this on another podcast. I did that same solo, so I'm not going to do it again. But 
yeah, he has created my favorite solos like Heartbreaker Solo. Whole Lot of Love is a very short solo, but it's very good. Since I've Been Loving You is just like another guitar track that is just like, it, basically the whole thing is a fucking solo. <laughs> uh, but that is articulate blues piece. I There's probably like two or three songs I don't like by Led Zeppelin. And they have, what, like 80 songs, 70 songs, unreleased ones, you know, those are still better than anything in modern times. Like all their unreleased work would be number one hits nowadays if it came out for sure. Um, man, I mean, my favorite guitarist of all time, biggest inspiration. He's a nice guy too. He can be an asshole, but he's he he's okay to be an asshole because he's he's got that you know that power to be an asshole. But he's not an asshole all the time. Just when, but if he is, you know, he can be. Um, he's just—he's got the look. He's got the look of a guitarist. You know, he's just everyone in that band: Robert Plant, John Paul Jones, John Bonham. Just great, great musicians. Every, every instrument, vocalist, you know, vocals, harmonica, you name it—they're the best at all of it. No, they're not the best at harmonica, but. Best vocals, in my opinion, one of the best at least. Best, uh, best guitarist, top three bassist, and best drummer, in my opinion. So, what more can you get from Led Zeppelin than that? They're fucking great. Okay, number two is Eric Clapton. Yeah, um, I put Jimmy Page above him, but I can see why it's number two because you know when you think of guitars and you think of early work and you think of just being good you think of eric clapton i mean he was i loved cream cream is a great fucking band he was in a lot of good bands growing up like the Yardbirds, cream he was in the john mail blues breakers Derek and the dominoes he's in all these fucking bands uh blind faith blind faith is a really good band um uh yeah and he did a solo work too he probably did other bands i can't think of right now but yeah they very inspirational he did he did a lot of simple stuff but like i said simple doesn't mean bad simple doesn't mean you're a bad guitarist it means you if you're creating music and it sounds good that's all that fucking matters it doesn't you don't have to be crazy articulate with it you know it, it sure helps to be to be more but you know you don't have to do that to be a successful guitarist it's just a, you know you gotta be you gotta create good music that's all eric clapton yes number two he's i can see that that makes sense and who would have thought what number one was i would have never thought of this um joe jonas or nick jonas damn it i ruined that fucking joke i can't go back now uh if you guys know what i'm talking about he played at the country music awards and he fucking sucked balls playing guitar so uh, number one, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, do, do you think anyone else is going to be at number one? I didn't think so. But I already knew this from seeing the list before. I This is the one I only really remembered the number from. Uh, so I just knew he was going to be number one. I mean, he he changed the game, really. Like When he came on stage and you heard him, Monterey Pop Festival, when everyone like really first started hearing him, and then Woodstock became really popular, like... Everyone was just like, what the fuck am I listening to right now? Like, it was so innovative. Everything about what he did. He played with his fucking teeth. He played behind his back. He set his guitar on fire. 
He did a lot of fucking shit with the guitar. He he fucking had sex with it. He did acid. He did a lot of shit. It's sad that he died so young. Um, really, like, man. He, and he only played for, what, like 12 years, too? And he did all that shit? Like, fuck that. Seriously. Like, man. He was... And he was a pretty good singer, too. I'm not gonna lie. I thought his singing was pretty good. Um, yeah, he was this is there's no really disputing that he's number one you might have your favorite like my favorite is jimmy page but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that jimmy hendrix is not number one of course he's number one he's the best guitarist of all time but jimmy page is my favorite does that make sense to you guys um yeah so this is not a favorite list though this is the best list and this is what they ranked i think it's it's really not a bad list there's not really much i could say about it. i mean yeah people should be higher there should be more people on this list uh but you know i think they did a pretty good job with it um but they had a lot of help with other musicians so that makes sense you know musicians know what's good and what's not you know my critics and shit you know they they only can critique it that, that's what they get paid to do they're not they don't actually play so just like movie critics and sports analysts you know they at least some of them most of them don't play sports but the ones that do they know but yeah um i mean jimmy hendrix he's is the best of all time number one all right i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast um my whole body hurts right now from bending over so i cannot wait for this to end <laughs> i really wish i could get a comfortable spot to do this in but i'm a dumbass and i don't have a table for it i just have the table i do have it it the sounds in that room is just not good in here it's a lot better so all right we'll see you next time i don't know when it's gonna be but there's gonna be a next time so yeah i don't want to promise you anything though you know i'm just kidding um I hope I can do one before, before like how I don't want to wait three weeks again. You know, I just want to get out like next week, but I am going on vacation, like I said, so it's at least going to be another week. So yeah. All right. Have a good night. I hope you guys are safe and keep on watching my videos. Like, and subscribe if you haven't already. If you're new to this podcast, um, go give me five stars on Spotify and uh, thank you very much. And we'll see you next time.